Welcome back to the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Allison, and today I am re-releasing a throwback episode that I've actually released a few times on November 22nd because it's one of my most memorable episodes I've ever done. Um, I believe I recorded this originally when I first started the podcast that first November. And I essentially called some of my really close friends and family members who would have been, you know, very present in November 22nd and remembered that day because so many people during this time period remember this day so vividly. So I called them out of the blue, literally just said, do you remember where you were November 22nd and what was going on? And everyone without a doubt remembered. And since I first recorded this episode and I've had that conversation multiple times with other people, everyone remembers. And that's something that sticks with us. Um, when national tragedies happen, we remember and we remember vividly. Um, so for me, it's 9-11. I remember where I was. But for a lot of people, you know, President Kennedy being tragically assassinated was one of their most profound earliest memories, or even some of them were already into adulthood. And it just really was hard on our nation and everyone mourned it and remembers so well. So this year is the 60th anniversary of the assassination of President Kennedy, and I wanted to re-release this episode. So if you haven't heard it or it's been a while since you heard it, take a listen. Okay, here she is. Hey, Mama. Hi, darling. Okay, so I have a question for you. Sure. So, you know I have a podcast about the Kennedys, right? Yes. Well, this Sunday is November 22nd, which is the anniversary of JFK's assassination. Yes. So what I'm wanting to do is just ask a couple people that are close to me that obviously were adults and remember the situation, where you were and what you were doing at that time and like how it, how devastating that was kind of. You know what I mean? Yes, I do. So would you mind to answer that question for me? Uh, I would. Are you going to ask the question Yes, now? I'll ask it now. Okay. okay. Okay, Mama. So where were you and what were you doing at that time? And do you remember exactly where you were when you heard the news of the assassination? I do remember distinctly. I was working as an employee at a truck line on Murfreesboro Road in Nashville, Tennessee. And... Um, my girlfriend and I, we were on break, and we were walk we decided we'd go outside and walk up and down that street for a few minutes before we went back to work. And when that news came forth, we all just I got back in. Uh, we got back when we got back in the office, everybody was no one was working at all. And everybody was just frozen to the shock. The, the It was such a shock, I can't even begin to explain the atmosphere and the horror. We had never had a president in my time that I could, they were always sacred, and no one touched the, the president of the United States, and they were trying to tell us that he was gone, uh, and then we there was weeping going on, and nobody could go back to work. It was just it was one of those times of you're numb, you're just shocked. And, and that's the way it was when we heard the news. Wow. Did you have a television at the time? Well, I was at the truck line, see, and, and we probably, yeah, I think we had one down in the office, you know. I was wondering if you had gone home and watched the coverage for like days that it was on, basically. Well, 
after we got over the initial shock of what had happened and everything, we they just shut it down. I mean, everybody just went home. You, how could you work in a in in the office with your man a thousand miles away? You wow. know, yeah. And and it was so it was so devastating that we couldn't. We just couldn't handle it, and and uh, even the executives, everybody just said, "Let's go home. Wow. This is bad. It's bad for our country." You know, mm-hmm. that's the way I remember it, um, Allison. Your call has been forwarded to Dang an automatic <laughs> voice message system. Okay, Grant. So, where were you the day of the assassination, and? Do you remember kind of how it affected you and the whole scenario? Yeah, honey, I do remember. Uh, almost like it was to yesterday. I was a junior in high school, and I was in the gym during a PE class. And the principal came over the loudspeaker and told us that the president had been shot. We didn't know that he had been killed at the time, but they dismissed school And we all went home and, of course, turned on the TV and watched everything with the rest of the country. It was it was just like you were in a different world or something. I mean, uh, we loved him. And, uh, yeah, it was just it's just hard to even put in words now how you felt, you know, being as young as I was. You might not think that that would have affected a teenager because, you know, we're interested in so many other things, but it really did. And it had an effect on my family and the town I lived in. Wow. Do you remember watching the funeral on TV and stuff? Oh, of course. Yes. We were glued to the television for every bit of news that we could get because everything, the news then was not 24-7. You had to wait at night until the, you know, news came on with Walter Cronkite or somebody like that to actually get your news. There weren't local radio stations. Of course, there was no Wi-Fi or anything like that. So we didn't have all of this information that everybody has now. Wow. Oh, well, I've got you. You've got to tell the story about you buying the Jackie shoes. Remember? Oh, yes. You have to tell it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. When I was a sophomore in high school, I had a job, and I say a summer job, and I saved all of my money because our family didn't have a lot, and I made most of my clothes, and Jackie Kennedy was amazing to me. She changed even high school girls' life. We wanted to wear the straight skirts, and we would have died to have a pillbox hat. So at the end of the summer, five of my friends, we took a trailway bus from the little town in Smithville, which is about 70 miles east of Nashville, down to shop. And I had my money that uh, I had saved that summer. Well, I walked by the shoe store, and there was this pair of alligator, fake alligator, <laughs> look at flats. They were square-toed, they were black, and they were beautiful. And I knew that that's something that Jackie Kennedy probably would have worn. So I spent all of my money on one pair of shoes. All my friends thought I was crazy. <laughs> but 
I felt so good and so special when I put those shoes on. I had my old clothes I was still wearing, but I had some good-looking shoes. I love that story. It's one of my favorites. Thank you. Hello there. Hello, Uncle Bob. It's Allison. How are you? Allison, I'm used to uh, hearing you over my iPad. Well, it's funny that you say that because I'm actually calling you to be on my (laughs) podcast for something. So just bear with me, but hear it out. So I am, because obviously the 22nd is Sunday, which is the anniversary of the assassination. I'm calling a few people and getting them to kind of recollect where they were and how they felt for my podcast. Do you mind? No. Okay. Okay, great. Okay, Uncle Bob. So where were you when you got the news of the assassination and how did it kind of rock your world in that moment? I was, I had just gotten out of a uh, seventh grade basketball game. And gotten back to my seventh grade teacher, Miss Carter's classroom, and she told us about it then. Do you remember watching the news or anything about it? Yeah. When she told us about it, see, I was 12 years old, and uh, she only knew that he had uh, been shot. She didn't know what else had happened. So on the way home, our bus driver told us that he had died. So uh, that was how I found that out. And, of course, that was on a Friday, and the entire weekend was consumed by me and the entire family watching the news and uh, just absorbed by the, the whole thing. Everybody was shocked. That's so Nothing crazy. Nothing like that ever happened before. So, wow. yeah, that, that was what everybody was talking about. Do you remember watching the funeral? Oh, yeah. I remember watching everything. Wow. It was, so on the, uh, it was on the news on our black and white television for yeah. The entire weekend. And, oh, yeah, I remember a lot about the whole thing. Of course, there's been so much footage of it that you can see over the years that's reminded me of it. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Hey, well, I've got you. Will you tell that story you told me last Thanksgiving about you walking in uh, Robert Kennedy's office? Uh, Sure. Let's see. I was uh, 16 years old. It was, what, 1967. And I was the congressional page at that time and uh, spending a month in Washington, D.C., working at the Capitol. The last uh, week I was there, I decided I wanted to get some autographed pictures of some of the people that I knew and liked. So uh, at that time, there was no security anywhere around the Capitol much. So I walked uh, to the uh, Senate office building and just walked into Senator Kennedy's office to ask his office staff for a, you know, autographed picture, which was very common for them to give. And it just so happened that uh, when I walked in, he was standing there with his a couple of his staff uh, people at the front desk. So when I said hello and asked them, you know, for the signed picture, I said, that's what I was there for. And he just said, well, as long as you're here, I'll just sign it for you while I'm here. So that was That's that was so me. cool. And you still have it, don't you? Yes, I do. You yeah. brought it to, I guess, last Christmas or something, and you showed it to me. And I was like, are you sure you don't want me to have that? And you're like, yeah, I'm sure I don't want you to have it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, no that's, that's, a, that's a nice possession that I yeah, can't. I don't blame you. I wouldn't have given it away <laughs> either, but I thought I'd try. <laughs> it's 1967. I've had that. That is so neat. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on coming on the podcast. <laughs> well, you're very welcome. I, I kind of ambushed you with it. No, no, no problem. I, I, li- I like your podcast. Thank I, you I so much. Enjoy. I love okay. it. All right. Love okay. you. Love you, too. Sweetie. Bye-bye. Bye. 
So I'm recording a podcast this for this week because the 22nd is the anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. So uh-huh. I'm asking a few people kind of where they were and what was going on in their lives at that time period. So would you care to answer that question for my podcast? Okay. When I first heard about it, uh, David and I were at a friend's house. Of course, it's the middle of the day. And we had gone, I don't know why we'd gone by there, but we were getting back in the car and uh, getting ready to leave when she came out and told us that he'd been shot. Do you remember watching the news coverage of it or anything like that? Oh, did we ever. (laughs) (laughs) Just days of it. It was so so bad that poor Michael, bless his heart. And he, I said that was 63, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh, Andrew was a baby. He was just six months old. It really upset him really bad. It upset Michael real bad. Really? So he would have been maybe nine. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And it really, really bothered him. And and if he'd see it on, he'd come through and he'd see it on TV and he'd just, he'd just get out of the room just as quick as he could. Oh, and okay. I realized what was going on. And so I just, you know, just st- tried to stop watching. But I was, I was glued to the TV. Yeah. Uh, and I remember the day that Sunday morning that a Ruby was shot, I was watching it and actually... And heard the gunshots on TV, and I'm thinking, what in the world happened? Of course, they'd shot him. Oh, wow. You know, I've never really thought about that. That would have been literally live coverage that everybody just saw at the same time and were trying to figure out what happened. Well, yeah, because they were taking him from the jail to somewhere, and they had him all surrounded. So, you know, anything like that, like even like they do today, they break in to show you what's going on at that, yeah. at that particular time. And I remember I was, I was watching it. And heard those shots, and I thought, well, that's weird. And, man, it it came unglued real I quick. Bet. I bet. Do you remember watching so, the funeral? Oh, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I watched it all. I just, wow. as I say, I was obsessed with it naturally. Uh, yeah. Not ever, ha- you know, going through something like that before, particularly an assassination. You know, uh, Roosevelt had died. I don't remember a lot about him because I was just about 10 or 11 about that time. So that really, this was a big to-do for okay. kids, for people my age, you yeah. know, that were experiencing it. But it was something else. And, you know, of course, you watched it from the time that they got back on the plane in Dallas and headed home and taking the coffin off the plane and Jackie and that pink dress, the blood all over it. And, of course, I would say back then, we had probably, might have been really the first good situation of TV coverage. I mean, it was constant. Naturally, it would be, but it was constant. So you got a, got to see everything that went on and everything. But it's so, just something that rocks your world a little bit, right there, doesn't it? Yeah, and and you do remember. You do mm-hmm. remember where you were. And the thing about it is, you're after that, you're just so glued to the situation that you follow it all the way through. You know, however long it took for him to to go to the you know be buried and all that sorts of stuff and everything. And that was. The ceremonies were real impressive to me. They were mm-hmm. just, you know, very plain, very well planned and, and everything. And I think the most vivid thing to me was that shooting because I was just watching that son. I had not gone to church that morning, and I don't know why. David had gone with the two older boys, and I was home, and I was on the couch watching it. And I am hear those shots, and I'm thinking, wow. You know, it was just, it was crack, crack. And then I looked, and man, they just had, oh, swarmed the guy you know, protect, try to protect him, but I'd say he was probably gone about that time. But it was, it was a very traumatic time because you don't have, that's, uh, that's an awful thing to have happen to a president, to your country. Mm-hmm. Awful. You have to go through. So it was an interesting time. 
Yeah. Just and and it well, and I'll tell you how you were just saddened. You were very, very saddened by it all. Members of the Kennedy family and my fellow Americans. There are few events in our national life that so unite Americans and so touch the hearts of all of us as the passing of a president of the United States. There is nothing that adds shock to our sadness more than the assassination of our leader, chosen as he is to embody the ideals of our people, the faith we have in our institutions, and our belief in the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. Such misfortunes have befallen the nation on other occasions, but never more shockingly than two days ago. We are saddened. We are stunned. We are perplexed. John Fitzgerald Kennedy, a great and good president, the friend of all people of goodwill, a believer in the dignity and equality of all human beings, a fighter for justice, an apostle of peace, has been snatched from our midst by the bullet of an assassin. What moved some misguided wretch to do this horrible deed may never be known to us. But we do know that such acts are commonly stimulated by forces of hatred and malevolence, such as today are eating their way into the bloodstream of American life. What a price we pay for this fanaticism. It has been said that the only thing we learn from history is that we do not learn. But surely we can learn if we have the will to do so. Surely there is a lesson to be learned from this tragic event. If we really love this country, if we truly love justice and mercy, if we fervently want to make this nation better for those who are to follow us, we can at least abjure the hatred that consumes people, the false accusations that divide us, and the bitterness that begets violence. Is it too much to hope that the martyrdom of our beloved president might even soften the hearts of those who would themselves recoil from assassination but who do not shrink from spreading the venom which kindles thoughts of it in others. Our nation is bereaved. The whole world is poorer because of his loss. But we can all be better Americans because John Fitzgerald Kennedy has passed our way. Because he has been our chosen leader, at a time in history when his character, his vision, and his quiet courage 
have enabled him to chart a course for us, a safe course for us, through the shoals of treacherous seas that encompass the world. And now that he is relieved of the almost superhuman burden we imposed on him, may he rest in peace. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Burn the Boats from Evergreen Podcasts. I interview political leaders and influencers, folks like award-winning journalist Soledad O'Brien and conservative columnist Bill Kristol about the choices they confront when failure is not an option. I won't agree with everyone I talk to, but I respect anyone who believes in something enough to risk everything for it. Because history belongs to those willing to burn the boats. Episodes are out every other week wherever you get your podcasts.